the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I don't want to go too deep in the weeds because I don't know how much of the audience that listens to the Bruce Hooley Show is a Twitter audience. My sense is that most of our audience on a social media platform would favor Facebook over Twitter. I'm a person that favors Twitter over Facebook because they both waste my time. I don't mean that uh, it's their fault they waste my time. I just mean that the algorithms have gotten so good, um, they're inside your head. They know what you like from the way you click around, and they are exceedingly talented at feeding you more of what you like. It's like uh, content pizza is what it is, and you can never get your fill of it. Like, at least if you're eating a pizza, you can push away from the table. I'm full. I don't want any more. With Twitter, I notice that if I just log into Twitter randomly in the middle of the day, probably six of the first ten things I see on my timeline will be things I'm tempted to retweet because I agree with them. And I'm like, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being profiled. I'm being profiled. And I don't know enough about Facebook. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, where my news feed is or all this. I have, what, four Facebook pages for various jobs I've had over the years. And I've, I wouldn't know how to consolidate them. I've never consolidated them because I feel like the audiences have, like, my Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page or people who want political red meat. They want to know about the State Board of Education. They want to know where to go for that meeting. They want, that's... The sports audience from past jobs ago, I don't want to overload them with political stuff. And I just know, I know, I heard a stat one time from a friend of mine who had a friend that was high, high up at at Facebook. The average amount of time that Americans spend on Facebook per day was staggering into the multiple hours. I call it waste book. Yeah, very good, Alan. What would Sherrod Brown call it? I call it uh, a real outlet for political, uh, that stuff. <laughs> Comb your hair, Sherry. <laughs> so did. anyway, uh, Elon Musk now owns Twitter, and he's now running Twitter. And the left is apoplectic. Because yesterday, the first thing that he did <laughs> was fire the top people at Twitter. He fired the CEO He fired the CFO, chief financial officer, and he fired the chief legal counsel. She was the one. She was the one who led the effort to ban the Hunter Biden laptop story from Twitter. And she was the one who, when she found out Musk was buying Twitter, and I just find this, I guess it's diabolically hilarious to me. She cried in the meeting of Twitter people when she found out Musk was buying Twitter. This goes back to my conversation I was talking to you guys about in the opening segment of the show where I was being interviewed yesterday by somebody doing a story on my transition from sports 
radio to talk radio. And I said, what I don't understand in our country is that we have half of a population that wants to run kicking and screaming from the brilliant recognition of our founders that the one key thing we had to preserve that would keep the whole house from tumbling down was freedom of speech, was freedom of speech. To have that as the First Amendment, freedom of speech, was so brilliant on our founders' parts because they recognized that every dictatorship in world history up to that point, and they couldn't have known but since, every dictatorship, every tyrannical ruler, every fascist ruler, everyone who's led a country that has stopped freedom of speech, that has demanded only one view be arable in public, is a ruler who eventually has seen the way to continue their power as the eradication of a portion of the population. Mao did it. Stalin did it. Lenin did it. Idi Amin did it. Hitler did it. Every single bad ruler. Maduro did it. Castro did it. Nowhere that any of those rulers ruled did freedom of speech proliferate. And the advances upon freedom of speech in our country are the actual threat to democracy. And as is often the case with these kinds of rulers, what they tell you is going on and what they tell you you need to be afraid of is exactly what they are doing. That is the case with the Democratic Party, with the whole speech is violence, you can't say that. No, actually, speech is not violence. Violence is violence. You can't do that. But speech is not violence, and the airing of ideas, the vetting of ideas, the judging of ideas, shining light onto ideas and determining which ones can stand the disinfectant of Either they work or they don't work. That's what preserves a free society. Look, I don't know if Elon Musk is going to turn out to be a Bond villain or not, or if he's going to turn out to be kind of a surprise deliverer of America back to a place where we all, not just half of us, realize the enormity of preserving free speech. I'll just say that I like the way this is starting. Okay, I like the way this is starting. He said, the reason I acquired acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. He adds, there is currently a great danger that social media will splinter into far right wing and far left wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And so, look, you say, it feels a little unseemly to uh, celebrate the demise of people who are losing their jobs at Twitter. Look, there are some actions that are unavoidable if you are going to correct things that have gone horribly off course, okay? And Twitter has gone horribly off course. Facebook has gone horribly off course. Our media has gone horribly off course when we have the son 
of a presidential candidate taking bags of cash from sworn enemies of the United States of America, and we don't even get to expose that truth to a large measure of the population for them to make their own determination whether that is something they should factor into their presidential vote or not. We have a president who is in office because big media and big tech colluded to keep secret a story about his son that had it been a story that applied to any one of Donald Trump's children or associates would have led the news every single day leading up to the 2020 presidential election. I know it, you know it, and every single Democratic partisan of the most ardent degree in their heart of hearts also knows it. Every single one of them knows that. The difference is I wouldn't be okay with it if we were somehow able to silence that kind of bad news about Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump Jr. or Lara Trump or Ivanka Trump. I would not be okay with it. But they are totally okay with it. And everybody who was controlled Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and every other social platform that really anybody paid attention to or had any kind of reach was absolutely fine with it. Because in their mind, the ends justify the means. When you get into a situation where the ends justify the means, you may not at that point in time be someone like Stalin or Hitler or Mao or Lenin or Amin, or Castro. You may not at that point be that guy, but eventually you will be that guy. Because if you just sit and ponder, how can we fix what's going on in this country? What if I had unlimited power to fix what's going on in this country? Eventually you get to the point where you're like, you know what, if I could just eliminate that person, things would be better. And when you start making that kind of a value judgment, that is when you are horribly lost. Our country's trending in that direction. And if it takes... A billionaire from South Africa to get us back on course. I'm for it. So we have Halloween coming up. I don't know if people are trick-or-treating tonight or Monday. Uh it's sad that parents have to police their kids' candy because they're idiots out there who will uh, mess with it. Uh, Rainbow fentanyl has not been found in Ohio yet, but it's all across the country. It's a matter of time. Uh, what kind of evil do you have to be gripped by to slip a rainbow fentanyl pill into uh, a pack of Skittles or some other multicolored candy? Uh, but this has been around forever. I mean, when they started putting straight pins in apples and candy apples and things like that. I mean, this is not a new phenomenon. It's just they ratchet up the level of danger. I was going to say, we'd get apples and popcorn balls sure. and things like that and weren't really afraid to eat them. Yeah, well, now you have to be suspicious of everything. And uh, the other thing that they find in Halloween candy are rainbow gummies that are laced with marijuana. Um, again, you just can't, you can't even fathom why someone would do this. Other than they're just, they're an evil person. 
Now, it's indisputable that a lot of the drug problems that we have in the country have come across our southern border. That's why everybody says that every state is a border state, because Joe Biden's allowed, since he took in uh, took office, 5 million illegal aliens to cross the border. Uh, here's an effective commercial. You say, why are you playing a Blake Masters commercial in Arizona about Mark Kelly? Because it's true of Mark Kelly, but it's also true of Tim Ryan. It's true of every single incumbent Democrat. You can slide their name into this commercial in the place of Mark Kelly's name. Illegal immigration flooded Arizona with drugs and crime. Joe Biden created this mess, but he couldn't have done it without Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly voted with Biden against the border wall, with Biden against funding more border agents. And when illegals commit violent crimes, Mark Kelly votes against deporting them. Joe Biden has failed on the border, and Mark Kelly helped him do it. Saving Arizona PAC is responsible for the content of this message. Tim Ryan voted for every single one of those things, too, with Mark Kelly. You know how you know? Because Tim Ryan voted for every single thing Joe Biden has proposed. Every single thing. Against the border wall, against funding border agents, against deporting illegal aliens. 487,000 IRS agents. Tim Ryan has voted for every single thing Joe Biden has asked him to vote for. And Tim Ryan has the temerity to lie to your face and tell you he will be an independent voice for Ohio and Washington. If you vote for congenital liars, then you get the leaders you deserve. Speaking of congenital liars, uh, Joe Biden yesterday, Syracuse, New York. But my... uh... You know, I, I, I married a, a beautiful woman from Skin Atlas Lake, was it Syracuse? I met her on spring break and fell head over heels in love with her and uh, gave up a starting job on the football team in Delaware to come up uh, uh, every weekend because I couldn't stay away. Mm-hmm. Big Joe Biden star quarterback. That is not a joke. That is a natural fact. <laughs> uh, nor is this a joke. Here's John Fetterman. The uh, Pennsylvania Senate surrogate, because once they get him elected, if they do, they'll slip his wife in there. Then again, you're the threat to democracy, not the people who are trying to elect uh, Lurch to the U.S. Senate. You know, and, you know, you talk about the the, the, liber, the liberty of, of statue um, has never had a, an inscription inside that said, you know, send your, your tired huddered uh, – masses and put them on a bus and turn them into a, a, a cheap political stunt. Have you ever been to the Liberty of Statue, Alan? I've never been to New York, so no, I can't say <laughs> I've been there. So Yes, I'm allowed to make fun of someone who should be in bed recovering from a stroke. I'm not making fun of his malady. I'm making fun of the absurdity of telling me he's okay to serve in the United States Senate. He is not okay to serve in the United States Senate. I hope he makes a full recovery. He cannot serve the people of the state of Pennsylvania. And if you're going to vote for him anyway, then, well, you don't care about the country. You just you just cannot vote for that person. I've had people say, well, you know, the Herschel Walker is a bad candidate in Georgia. Herschel Walker is a bad candidate in Georgia. Herschel Walker can understand you when you speak to him and he can respond. John Fetterman can't do that. Ugh. Maddening. 
Now, another state attorney general has joined the cause to hopefully get Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness overturned. Tommy Beto of Louisiana notes that Joe Biden just willy-nilly signing away the debt of tens of thousands of people who have many of them advanced degrees from college and are earning good money uh, is a violation of the separation of powers required by the U.S. Constitution because it does not or did not require action from Congress. Conversely to the way Joe Biden portrayed it the other day in the Oval Office where he said it passed by one or two votes. No, there was no vote. Maybe you were visiting the Liberty of Statue at the time. He dreamt it, yes. Um, uh, Tommy Beto also notes that the justification for the student loan forgiveness, the SAFE Act, which was instituted in 2003 so that people who were serving in the war on terror wouldn't fall behind on their student loan payments because they were in the Middle East, is something that was not intended to provide wholesale debt relief to a bunch of advanced degree-holding Ivy Leaguers. There also was no public comment on this measure, which is supposed to be required in the federal government anytime there's any type of U.S. Administrative Procedures Act used, which the SAFE Act is. So, I hope that this is stopped in its tracks. It would not be the first time, of course, that Joe Biden has done something blatantly unconstitutional and basically said, I double-dog dare you to stop me. He did it with his use of OSHA regulations to institute a vaccine mandate. He did it with using the CDC to greenlight a stoppage in rent payments. Yeah, when I think of the CDC, I think of housing law. Don't you? Of course. So we'll see if they can get Biden's student loan bailout stopped. Now, he was, of course, Biden touting yesterday the 2.6% growth of uh, GDP in the third quarter of the year, which, of course, does mean we are not in a recession anymore. It's interesting. Uh, Austin Goolsby, who's a former Obama economic guy, mm, cautioning Joe Biden against celebrating that too quickly. The GDP number was quite good. It was better than expected. It showed we were not in recession. I do think there are some dangers for sure, though, and and the any administration should be a little careful with getting out and bragging too much about one number. The Fed's raising interest rates at a rapid clip, and you could see that in the data. While there were strengths, there were also the parts of the economy that depend on the interest rate, like housing, like business investment, like consumer durable spending. Those things showed weakness. I'll be talking about all that with Josh Pick on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. It airs tonight at 7, Saturday at 2. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Talk to you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.